the vendor you're working with should yeah. strive to do yeah. with services is really be your partner, yeah. right? And be able to help you get things done and do things you don't think you could do without them. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Thursday, so this is our hashtag one team episode. Sangram and someone from the Terminus team discuss what they're learning at the moment and how it applies to you. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome to the Flip My Funnel podcast. Today, I have David Pazensky, our new hire. He is the VP of Professional Services uh, at Terminus. And one of the reasons I wanted to have David on the podcast is because there's a lot of talk around are professional services the right thing? Are people trying to do professional services to make more money, uh, quite honestly? And, and there are really incredible reasons why, good and bad, uh, to have professional services in organizations. And I think, I, I think as we, uh, as a company, started on this journey, this is the first time we are actually evaluating it. And David and I and our executive team were at an offsite this week, and David presented his thoughts and his learnings from all the experiences that he had, and he, he will share some of that immediately. But people listening to this podcast, if you're in marketing and sales, and if you're in a software industry, I think everyone needs to understand why and when professional services make sense for their organization. And, and we just want to spend like 10, 15 minutes talking about why we are thinking about professional services and how we are thinking about it. And we love, love, love everyone's feedback and, and comments on this. So, David, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's great to be here. I mean, when I think about professional services, if I put myself in the position of a marketer, which yeah. I once was, you know, um, the thing that you should first and foremost think about is our is the goal of these services to add value to my business. Yeah. When they talk to me about how they're going to work with me, are they talking about how my business is going to be improved or how we're going to drive my success further? Um, or are they talking about the way in which they want to work with me, the way in which that the engagement will be built or contracted? You know, these things shouldn't really be of any interest to you. <laughs> um, so as a, a clear red flag is when they right away get into like... Um, how many hours that you need to commit to or things like that. It should really be about, hey, after working with us, this is what your business should look like. This is what you'll be able to achieve. Yeah. Uh, and really being able to focus on like what's important to your industry, your vertical, uh, so that they really know that they get your business and that they're wanting to be that partner with you. Yeah. I think that um, that's the best way to think about should I use services? I mean, you know, on the surface, our motivations should always be aligned because yeah. from a vendor provide professional services, we want you to be uh, successful with the platform. Yeah. We want you to be successful with our technology. And so uh, it should be a good alignment from the start. So go back a little bit, share your experience as a marketer and, and where have you been and really dark. So I, I made a few notes about is like, do companies need professional services what are the things the telltale signs of like those things and i know you kind of started to chat about this and and you said over and over again we were at the offside and then i made a note about it it's like desired outcome right you kept saying that over and over again is like yeah. what is the desired outcome for your customer what is the desired outcome for your customers how do you make them successful and i thought that was such a big idea and such a good way to present it and think about it yep. and i don't know if people think about customer success and professional services and all those things so maybe you could help us understand the difference between customer success yeah professional services 
And if there are any other like account services, and, and I think because people are confused, like who am I talking to? Like sure. what is the role of a customer success person? What is the role yeah. of a profession? Like who are these people, right? So yeah. so just share a little bit of your background as you get into it, and then let's just dive into like what is the what are the differences between customer success, professional services, and how a sales and a marketer should think about it. Yeah, absolutely. So. To back up a little bit, when we talk about outcome-based services, so, you know, there's a, a current Forrester report. I think it came out um, February of last year or something. Uh, and they talk about when you're going to get software as a service from a vendor, yep. that you should look to hear that that vendor is talking about business outcomes. I mean, it, they might not contract that way, um, but that should be their focus. It's and, a Forrester report? Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, services is the same way. If they're not talking about, like, what will be the result, what will be the outcome of the service working together, yeah. then then you have to question the motivation, right? And so when I talk about my experience as a marketer, I think working with services has to do a lot with maturity and confidence. Mm. Um, you know, when I was a young marketer, when I was yeah. starting off, you're still I, young. What are you talking uh, about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's relative, I guess. But, you know, I, I honestly felt threatened by the concept of professional services. I thought, like, this is my job. This is yeah. why you hired me into the yeah. company to do this. Why would I want to bring in some consultants or some practitioners to work with me? You know, my boss is going to think they don't need me. Yeah. Um, you know, and what you what you learn as time goes on is that you really can bring in people to partner with you, to help you, to lift you up. Yeah. And to make you look like a champion, a marketer's champion in your organization. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of that maturity of realizing that when working with vendor service, especially, these folks want you to be successful with their product typically. Yeah. Um, and, and if you're finding that that's kind of the message you're getting from them, then you know it's probably a good relationship and it's something that's going to make you look good. It's going to help you succeed in your business. Uh, and, and it's also providing a little bit of that support that maybe you don't have the time to really dive in. Yeah. So what is the difference between customer success and I don't even know what we call the people in professional services. What, yeah. what do you call them? Well, uh, they can be called consultants. Yeah. You know, typically. Um, but, you know, a lot of times they, they're down. So, you know, let's take a step back. The right. difference between customer success and professional services. So. When you're working with your vendor, a customer success manager should really be like the person that's making sure that all the barriers and obstacles are broken down. So mm -hmm. if you have a problem with your contract, um, billing terms, um, something wrong with the product and you've escalated it through support and you need that help. Yep. Um, if you're working with professional services and you're not crazy about your consultant or you don't think you're getting that value, it's that person that like just manages that entire relationship with so you. So they're like a navigator for you pretty much in the organization to help Single you. Single point of contact, yep. yep. And you know, when you when they're hearing great things from from the Sangrams of the world about the evangelism of ABM yeah. and what they should strive for, that customer success manager can help curate that content that's specific to them and, and sort of be uh, part B of that evangelism, right? Yeah. Um, professional services, they're there to get in the weeds with you. Yeah. They're there to get their hands dirty and work through these problems with you. Um, staff augmentation, like if you don't have enough people to actually do work for you yeah. um, or to provide incremental consulting or advice on like what for me and my business, what we're doing today, should I do next? Yeah, You know, something that a CSM who's managing lots of accounts doesn't have the time or bandwidth to dive down really deep you know, right. in these kinds of things. So that that's very interesting. And I just thought about this. So David, you have 
two newborns, yeah. right? Like four month old. Infant twins. Infant twins. Yep. Uh, boy and a girl, right? Yep. Boy and a girl. And you have started, you, you know, this is a new role. You're building an entirely thing and you're kind of remote. So I want to take a detour for a second because I, I think it's very interesting that, you know, for people, a lot of the people, I get a lot of comments on, from the podcast and saying that, hey, how do you manage work-life balance and how do you do all things? I'm sitting here thinking about like, man, you just started a new gig. You have two new, you know, two newborns, yeah. twins. If people have twins, they, they you told me like, dude, you no know, people have no idea like what it is. <laughs> if you, right. you know, yeah. have twins. I, I was trying to give you some advice, and I'm like, man, I shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, so, how are you managing your like work-life uh, kind of? balance like your wife works yeah. as well it's yeah. so, so how, how are you doing that um well I, my wife is a champion I mean, yeah. she, she provides you know so much support and um i could not do it uh if that if she was not my wife right yeah. if there was somebody else it wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't be working um you know and i don't know let's see if i can create an analogy to services um <laughs> it's kind of like Knowing that I've got somebody that I can rely on at home who's in the weeds with me, who's yeah. getting things done, yeah. uh, who's really going through the growing pains with me, you know, that is what allows me to be successful and allows me to, to do yeah. this kind of stuff, you know, and uh, this is all just off the cuff. Yeah. About it, right. But um, and that's kind of like what we strive to do or, or the vendor you're working with should yeah. strive to do yeah. with services is really be your partner. Yeah. Right. And be able to help you get things done and do things you don't think you could do without them. Yeah. Right? And and so my wife is like the premier consultant. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you tied it up. I had no idea. I'm... I didn't think I could do it. But I there. <laughs> so that just shows up, but in uh, you are uh, in this role. Yeah. So I love love this part. And I made a few notes like the forester kind of talking about it. Uh, CS acting as a navigator. You also, you know, let's just talk about what are the uh, the telltale signs for for companies doing it wrong. I mean, you yeah. have seen it like go both ways right. where companies get too greedy about it and, and, and they now have, and, and you could smell it yeah. where you could say, hey, you know what? That company's just trying to make more money off my account, right? Uh, as opposed to really, as you said, focusing on the desired accounts. What are some of the things that people should look out for when they're trying to get professional services from a vendor that they're already paying for the product, right? Um, you know, it should always be, with the exception of onboarding, mm -hmm. it should always be optional, the services, right? Okay. If, if the company's making you feel like, look, you won't have any success without our services, I would say either that that's a red flag about their services or it's a red flag about their software that it's yeah. unusable, right? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of one thing. The other thing is like, if they're having things like meaningless meetings with you, just yeah. tying up your time yeah. so that they can bill you by the hour. If it's yeah. if it's TNM, if it's time and materials, and they're just billing you hour over hour, um, that's kind of a red flag. And then um, I would also say, if you think about the contracts, so they say like you must buy so many hours and you must use them and you have this short window or they all these hours go away and it's all very hour, hour, hour. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's probably a red flag too. Yeah. So this is very interesting. Uh, you mentioned about this as well when we were at the offsite. 
when you think about like billable hours, now we as Terminus as a company have great relationships with companies like LeadMD and Topo and all these companies right. that are that are actually doing this day in and day out. Yep. They are the best at it. They have resources to yeah. kind of focus on it. And they're helping you from a strategy. And as the product matures, they actually will also help you from implementation. Absolutely. Right? There are great companies yeah. built on the ecosystem of sales forces of the world and yeah. Marketos of the world and Eloquas of the world. So what you're saying is that, hey, we're not, when a vendor shouldn't compete with them, right? right. It, it's yeah. really, so can, can you get, get a little bit deeper on it? Yeah, so, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, when I talk about, like, you know, the hour conversation and time and materials and billing and so forth, I'm talking about the vendor services, yeah. right? Um, but let's be real, is that agencies are out there, that's how they make money. Yeah. And so it'd be silly for me to say that that's not a good way to do business with them. Right. So that's first and foremost. So it's, it's two different things. Um, secondly, you know, we're, our services are all about having success in Terminus mm-hmm. um, and Bright Funnel around our platform right. and, and a customer in their account-based marketing practice having success. So there's only so far we can go in different directions and there's yeah. only so much we can do with our services that we need these partners to partner with us. Yeah. So we're, we're actually really looking forward to um, having some potentially some exclusives or some just really deep, meaningful partnerships with some of these folks that you've mentioned yeah. um, to bring them in in situations where it's just beyond what we're going to do yeah. and really leverage them to even help customers even more than we can do. Yeah, that's awesome, man. All right, so to recap, one, having twins is really hard. <laughs> it's, it's, it's as great as everyone thinks it is. It's also as difficult as everyone thinks it is. <laughs> right, so that is one. If you're having kids, you know, see if you can have one at a time yeah. as opposed to twins <laughs> if you can. Uh, uh, but on serious note, the, the whole backing on, on, uh, on Forrester and you mentioned about that, that quote and knowing that companies do need professional services in order to help your customers to be successful. And when I was running marketing at Pardot before, and this, we, we never really thought about it until it became absolutely important. We started looking at why are some customers successful and some others are not. And it really became apparent to us that onboarding was one of the key reasons that a good onboarding allowed customers to be successful. So if you're having pains in your organization with a new software, it doesn't matter what software that is. Yeah. And it, 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 you may want to go back and look at where we onboarded the right way. And you may be able to do it yourself, uh, but if not, maybe your vendor is kind of supporting you guys with some onboarding because that money, whatever it is, like, you know, a 10% or 5% or whatever of it is, it's peanuts compared to the pain Absolutely. and the cost of the software having it and not being used. Right. So, uh, would you agree with that? I, I just made an order for some software for yeah. the services yeah. and I was like, what are my onboarding options? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So that that to me is, is something for everybody to think about. Don't think about this as a money uh, additional money. Think about, especially when it comes to onboarding, really, really strategic move on your part to be successful because nobody wants to be unsuccessful. People are buying software because they want to do yeah. something with it. The second is think about your customer success team as the most amazing navigator uh, or a navigation team because their job is to make you successful, but they may not be the experts in every single nook, you know, nook and cranny off the product. Their job is to make sure that you have, if you have any problem with the product, services, or uh, or partnerships, they could actually make tons of recommendations. Absolutely. That's their job. Or if they can even take uh, all the conversation all the way up to the CEO um, so that they, you can get what you need, but they're not necessarily the experts on the product. Their job is to help you be successful and find ways for you to be successful. Exactly. Yep. 
and and they may help you partner with uh, external services too, it's, right? Yeah, sure. It has nothing to do with just internal. And the last part, you know, which is the red flag, right? You know, there are things where companies might just get too greedy, and yeah. and I think people should be looking out for that as just being good stewards of their own money in the organization. Is if your vendor is asking you to build by the hour and it's having those conversations all the time, and now you're all of a sudden spending ten, twenty thousand dollars on a recurring basis for yeah. your vendor to do it, maybe it's time for you to think about how are you using their product or using their strategy. Maybe there are other companies that you should partner up because that just goes beyond. The whole idea of professional services to is to really help you be successful with the product that you're buying, not necessarily everything else in the world. Yeah. So uh, that's exciting, man. It's well, wrap up. Yeah, that, I, I love wraps up, wrap ups because uh, I, I hear all the time people is like, man, there was this point and that point and people are mostly listening to this on, on the driveway yeah. uh, or driving into work or well, driving out of work and, and I always love and I always forget like what are the main points but is there anything that you want to kind of finish this off with and say that, hey, you guys got to think about this one thing. Uh, yeah, so the key point is your vendor when you're, they're talking services should be talking about your business moving forward, your business having successful outcomes, hitting the metrics that are important to you. And if they're talking about anything else, they're off the mark. Boom, love that. All right. Thanks, man. (laughs) Really appreciate it. Great. Cool. Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at flipmyfunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.